My name is Amanda. And I'm Kristen. And, and we, we are the Extra Sisters. So sit back, relax, and let's get creepy. <laughs> I'm sorry. You wanted this one. I wanted this one because it scares me. And that's the whole it, That's the that's whole That's the point. whole thing. Welcome to another Haunted Happy Hour. Yeah, welcome. We've each about had like three quarters of a bottle of wine. Yep. Like each, not like one bottle split. We're, we're feeling it. We're yes. feeling it pretty good. Let me top you off real quick. Oh, oh thank you. Yep, yep, thank yep. Thank you. Yep, yep. So generous. Your glass is black. I can't really see it because it's a dark good point. in here. It's dark and spooky. We got bleeding candles, which are coagulating. Yes, I got new candles for our room. We have pumpkin, even though it's still not quite fall. We still have. It like, is always fall for us. True. <laughs> um, if you're new here, our haunted happy hours are a little bit more relaxed of a format, so the audio is not quite as good because we back up a lot, we move around, we talk about That's things. That's true. We're not all up on the mic. We're into it. Exactly. We're drinking, if you didn't yeah, get that, that. that. That's also true. We had some pizza. And also in this true. one, we are going to talk about true story, <laughs> not just the movies, but real exorcisms that have happened. And some of them have fucking audio, which we are going to <laughs> yes, listen to I'm live so together. Because it's going to be creepy. I found the audio, but I'm too chicken shit to listen to them by myself. So mm-hmm. I listened. That's why I'm here. <laughs> yes, I've listened to about 20 seconds of one to kind of get the volume. Yeah. You know, kind of know. If it gets loud, we're sorry. Yes. And then I couldn't anymore. <laughs> Literally couldn't. Because I was alone and in our little spooky room, mm-hmm. my back is to nothing. Yeah. And I just can't. <laughs> or to a crawl space, which is also creepy. I didn't think about that. Thank you. Yes, there is a crawl space underneath my house well, right know, next now, to us. At least you didn't know before. I didn't <laughs> think about it before. There's a lot of shit on top of it, though. Yeah. Granted. That's true. The Ouija board still lives in my house, which is making me uncomfortable. But Yeah, it should make you uncomfortable. Any weird stuff going on? No, not that I've noticed. So, actually, there are four people living in my house right now. My husband and I obviously own the house. And then uh, my friend Katie and her girlfriend Sierra, who is also my friend, obviously, live with us until they nail down a place here because they're from out of state. And... They all, every single one of them, we went out to dinner last night, were like, hey, we're all going to be home. Can we smudge after you do this episode? (laughs) I love that. So we're smudging all together on Sunday. All the dogs will be here. All the people will be here. Smart. So we're going to do it together. You've got good people in your house right now. Yep, yep, yep. More demon fighting power with more people. Mm Mm-hmm. And I told them, like, yes, we can smudge the house, but just so you know, you all have to be here. And they were like, oh, yeah, for sure. We'll be blessed and do the whole thing, so... So not only does this terrify me, but the like little like two minutes of the audio that I have listened to every time the quote demon voice end quote would get loud Izzy would start barking Mm -hmm. and we were just like in here alone and I was like, fuck, no. Well, before we get into the really creepy shit, wax just fell off on the other table. I'm sorry. Before we get into the really creepy shit. We're still a horror movie podcast. So maybe not after this. I might quit. (laughs) I tried to look up horror movies about exorcisms for you guys, and there are 56 of them. I'm sorry. I don't have the time. You should just give us the mains. I pulled nine major ones. Okay. I have, if if you really need your exorcism craving, we have The Conjuring, The Exorcism of Only Rose, Mm -hmm. The Exorcist. Mm The Last Exorcism, there's two of them. Possessed, which I think you had me watch, right? Isn't that about the box? That's the possession. Oh, damn it. 
I don't think I wrote that down. The possession. There we go. So there's no one. There's 10 now. I would like to interject. I live next to an airport and I'm tired of stopping for planes. So, so you're going to hear planes. Yeah, I'm, I'm over it. The possession of Hannah Grace, Stigmata, the taking of Deborah Logan, and the Vatican tapes. I have seen The Conjuring, The Exorcism of Emily Rose, The Exorcist, number one of the last exorcism, <laughs> Stigmata, The Taking of Deborah Logan, out of those. That's all I've seen. Christ. For all being I've so seen. terrified of exorcist stuff. You okay. Know. In my defense, The Taking of Deborah Logan is a very interesting movie. Isn't that the one you said it's about dementia? Oh, yes. That's the one I'm telling you you need to watch. I really want to watch it. Yeah, that one. I honestly don't remember too much about it other than it was, it kind of at the time, so this came out in I believe 2012. I don't have it in front of me, so don't like fact check me on it, but I'm pretty good with movie dates. You're like crazy good with movie dates. And I think that came out in 2012. I lost my grandmother to Alzheimer's in 2012 as well. Ew. Yeah, so, and she was a sundowner. My grandmother was, and that's kind of like Deborah Logan gets up at night and does creepy shit, kind of like in The Visit. Like, I get they can't change that, but it's still super creepy. Yeah, and so I don't remember much of it because I think it was just like a little too much at the time because mm-hmm. I lost my grandmother around that same time that movie dropped yeah. on Netflix at least. And so I don't remember much of it. There are like a few moments that I remember in my head, but that's about it. Mm-hmm. So I want to rewatch that movie now that I'm like, not like over it. That's kind of shitty thing to say, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. I've had time and I'm, you know, much older yeah, now. Yeah, definitely. So my favorite out of them, The Exorcist. Probably The Exorcist, but also uh, The Exorcism of Emily Rose. Honestly, like The Exorcist is clearly a classic. It started like all of this shit, mm-hmm. not in like the real world, but in the cinema world. Mm-hmm. The exorcism of Emily Rose and The Exorcist get to me on very, very, very deep levels. Mm-hmm. I know, which we were actually we're actually talking about The Exorcism of Emily Rose this month. If anybody's interested in hearing Amanda's take on it, it fucked me up. <laughs> there and you I, go. I literally the whole week of The Exorcism of Emily Rose for us was really difficult for me. Yeah. Honestly, like on a personal level. Yeah. Um, because one of the thing about horror movies is they get to you on such a deep level mm-hmm. most of the time. You know, if, if you're one of those fans that can take it to heart. If you're one of those fans that just watches it for fun, more power to you. That's mm-hmm. great. I'm mostly that, but there are some movies where I just... It just sticks with you. Fucking can, dude. Mm-hmm. So I definitely recommend you check out our Exorcism of Emily Rose episode because we had two very different experiences with this movie and mine was very extreme yeah mine was bored really really quick i while you just stepped away we just had a conversation that i wanted to share with our little our viewers because this is also kind of weird we're like incredibly linked and it's super creepy Mm. so i you have been home all day i've been at work all day which is odd, usually. Yes, I uh, took the day off. <laughs> I have a random cut in the corner of my mouth. Like, I licked an envelope or something and actually got accidentally got myself, which I have no idea where I got it all fucking day. I get to your house and you go, I have one too. What the fuck is with that shit? Mine's on the right side. Mine's on the right side too. We're the same fucking person. What the fuck? And also, I just want to let you people know that there's sometimes that I doubt Did my... Did you just say you people... Yeah. <laughs> you people. The people who are listening. You people. I'm going to let you people know that I sometimes doubt my psychic abilities. I'm not this time. So our boss just had a baby girl. Yay. And I had no idea. I We didn't know the name. They didn't even know the name. They didn't she know the name. She was born and they didn't have a name. I was 
thinking about it in the shower one day randomly like I I feel like it's Lily I feel it's Lily I know it is and then I'm like well the only reason I'm getting that is probably because his wife's name is is also an L so I'm like I must be getting it from that that that's where I'm getting the Lily I'm just wrong bro I f- keep fucking doubting myself we're at the office and I'm just sitting there doing my job and all of a sudden you go, okay, so they finally named the, the baby and I'm like, okay, what is it? And you're like, it's Lily. I was fucking right and they had no idea what it was. You it's not like we chills. had guesses. Oh, you showed me you had chills. Yes. Did you see a man in my house when you got here? No. Good, good. Did you pull out the Ouija board? <laughs> no. <laughs> good, good. But I am so concerned about my soul because we're talking about exorcisms and I'm just going to, like, real quick circle back to Emily Rose. Yep, you that's should, what we're supposed to be talking about. Well, no, 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 it's fine. This, that's why these are, like, Unstructured. when you drink, you don't have a direction. True. But, like, I – so part, one of the exorcisms we're going to talk about is what Emily Rose is based on. Mm-hmm. And so we are going to listen to ten minutes of the hour and a half of audio. Which we see, a well, an American woman that we assume, right? But she's actually a German woman. Correct. In real life, she is a German woman. And Mm -hmm. the audio is in German. But we did, there is a subtitled version. And I did write down throughout the whole thing what they're talking about. But what I'll probably do is play it, a chunk of it, pause it, let you know what's going on. Okay. It really, like, I I listened to this without the sound. Well, I didn't listen then, I guess. I watched this YouTube video without the sound on. And it has the subtitles. And I still was like. Freaking out. What? The fuck? And keep in mind, this is only the first 10 minutes of the exorcism. There's Does it a- have any video? No. Because we have the YouTube. I'm looking at it right now. So if there's video, I'm going to freak out. There is no video. I actually scrubbed it to make sure there wasn't because I was not prepared for anything. Like to- faces and stuff. Yeah. Well, yeah. if anybody's been listening for really any amount of time, but especially The Exorcist, which was our second episode behind a, I'm Amanda, I'm Kristen. Here's how we got into <laughs> horror movies. Our very first movie, three movies really, was The Exorcist, The Exorcist 2, and The Exorcist 3. If you've listened to episode two, you know exorcism movies are my they fuck with and i'll be mm-hmm. yes like i i i will watch them and that's that's what scares me the most which is like one yes it's fun mm-hmm. but two it's terrifying yes mm-hmm. like you have you know especially japanese ghosts and legends japanese ghosts just get to me they they are so creepy where they can end up that american ghosts can't it's just intense yeah and for me it's exorcism and i think that I'm not going to go all into it. I literally go into my entire religious background and why exorcisms get to me so hard in the exorcism of Emily Rose. Mm -hmm. So I really recommend listening to that because it is in tandem with this episode. And that's going to come out this month also, you guys. So definitely. It's going to come out like, what, two weeks from two or three weeks? I think it's a couple weeks weeks after this, yeah. Yeah. It's a regularly scheduled Monday episode. So listen to these both in tandem and you'll kind of get some insight into, one, my past, my upbringing, and my horror movie journey, if you Mm -hmm. will, which has kind of made me, not the person I am, but there's a whole horror-centric part of me that's Mm -hmm. a very big part of me and why this is what it is mm-hmm. for me. Definitely. So listening to what the exorcism of Emily Rose is based on and knowing that that was one of the movies that was like based on a true story that wasn't bullshitting. Exactly. Fucks me up to a level that I, I may cry during oh. this episode. It Prepare yourselves. I mean, <laughs> with the wine, especially. Yeah. I may fucking cry. I did during, I, I like teared up 
mm-hmm. during the exorcism of Emily Rose episode. Mm-hmm. So we obviously record ahead of time. That's why you're hearing this. Well, yeah, but I wasn't even like any sort of intoxicated when we talked about that either. Mm-hmm. Like, and you know, one of the reasons we talk ahead is to get ahead, obviously, so we can stay on schedule. But exactly, I, I want to make sure you guys have episodes. It's kind of like I need to get it over with. Like That's I, true. I probably will never watch The Exorcism of, of Emily Rose again in my entire life. That's how I feel about The Grudge. I will probably watch it again. But when I saw it on the schedule, I was like, "Can we please be done? Can we please get it over with?" Exactly. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna. Obviously, talk about exorcisms. Mm-hmm. Here we fucking go. And you're going to hear audio next. Yes. So I'm gearing up this audio. It's coming from a different computer. So the audio warns that there are audio spikes. If you listen in headphones or you listen with the audio all the way up, it's going to be like one of those loud, soft horror movies. Right. And it's going to be in German. So you're <laughs> not going to know exactly what they're saying, but I will stop it every minute or two. And give you a brief, like, what just happened, or I'll tell you beforehand. What I can tell you is this is the priest and Annalise Michael. Okay. And she I is, haven't heard this, you guys, by the way. I've only heard a few minutes of it because I had to stop it. How, how long are you playing? This Sorry. clip is the part one, and it is 10 minutes and 30 seconds minutes. long. Okay. It's about a 10-minute clip. And again, it's only part one. So I'm sure with all the hour and a half of audio, this isn't even the most intense. But there is a lot of demons screaming okay. at the priest. A lot of it is actually very interesting to me because it's more like the priest is trying to get information about heaven and hell from the demon. Interesting. More than it is actually trying to cast it out. The priest the whole time is demanding the demon, literally verbatim, more. Tell me more. I command you to tell me more. Talking about heaven and hell. Interesting. And human beings. Huh. So... I will start it. The audio may be kind of weird because, again, it's coming from a different computer. We're not going to edit it in because we want to react to it exactly. live. So, so gonna... freak out potentially. <laughs> Possibly cry. <laughs> Possibly quit. If you'd like to be Kristen's co-host, please apply at theexorcisters <laughs> at gmail.com. <laughs> or you can sit in on all the exorcism ones because this might fucking tap me out. <laughs> there it is. It's kind of We just finished off the bottle. And here we go. Let's do it. I'm ready. I don't know if you're ready, but I'm ready. If the fucking candle goes out, I'm done. (laughs) I swear to fucking God, I'm fucking done. I'm so sorry for half an episode if that happens. And I'm lighting every single fucking smudge stick I have in this house, which is like seven. We're just going to take a break in the middle while you sponge your house. Let's do this. Okay, so... This begins with the demon and priest discussing the demon fearing the rosary. So what you're about to hear basically is the demon telling the priest that the rosary is the most powerful weapon, but a lot of people don't believe in the rosary and that's because of the demon's work within humanity. Mm -hmm. It's seen as a very womanly thing, the rosary. Interesting. The demon. mm -hmm, The demon in this said they did that on purpose so that less people would believe in the rosary so they would be less powerful against the demons. Interesting. I'm fucking wigging out, dude. Okay. All right. I'm sorry. I'm going to tilt the mic up a little bit. Let's move the candle away from the computer. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm drunk. I'm not thinking about this. (laughs) It's fun to play with. Okay, here we go. Yeah. 
and then there was some indistinguishable audio do you understand and what's so interesting to me about this audio is we'll go through it all of it here in a minute but the demon is basically telling the priest its weaknesses and I don't know if that is because because later it even talks about you're going to take these cassettes to the council and they need to tell everyone that I exist mm -hmm. so they can hear it and out of all the exorcisms we talk about, this one to me is the most real. Mm -hmm. The other ones I could question. Mm -hmm. This one to me seems pretty real. Uh, maybe not. But And this was on the heels. This was, I believe, 1974. So this was on the heels of the exorcist. So this exorcism was in 1975, not 1974. But this was on the heels of the exorcist just a few years mm -hmm. later. So it's possible that she is saying things that she... Got from the movie. Got from the movie. And it sounds very similar, the voice does. Mm -hmm. But if you listen, which I didn't pull any of this up, to Annalise's real voice, 
Nothing like that. Mm-hmm. Nothing really? Mm-hmm. Interesting. It's, it's nothing like that. Now, I do have a question, and this is only because of my background. Yeah. Because As my a Catholic? History. Or... Exactly. Okay. Is she Catholic? Uh, yes. Is this a Catholic exorcism? Because yes. I know that Protestantism reigned through Germany, so I know there's a lot of Protestants there. So is this a Protestant exorcism or a Catholic one? Which really doesn't matter, but it is just um, more traditional, I guess, with Catholicism. Just curious, I guess, to get the visual of what was going on. I believe it is Catholic. While we listen to the next clip, I'm going to make sure. Okay. What I spent most of my time was writing a synopsis of this tape, and so I'm going to pull up the information on her exorcism, and we'll go through that as well. Okay. There is some video of this. Ew. Also, yes, play it, but also don't play it ever. So, like, you know, don't really <laughs> want to do that, but there is some, especially, like, If anybody wants photog- to look it up. Yeah, but not us. I will put a photograph on our Instagram when this comes out in our oh, story. I'm so sorry. Yeah, same. Um, but <laughs> also, if you're listening to this and you ever tag us in a photo that has Reagan McNeil's face on it. Please stop. Please fucking stop. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> okay. So here coming up, basically you're going to hear the priest and the demon go back and forth. It's a lot of the priest saying, tell me more. It's a lot of the demon basically saying, shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> It does start talking about the rails of communion and the church again. Oh, interesting. And talking about just some Catholic traditions. The demon starts talking about them. Okay. And so I will stop them when I want to talk about some things that it says. So I'm going to take my headphones off again. I'm taking my headphones off for this because it's very loud. So for you guys, it's probably very loud. And I apologize. So you, I'm about to start it again. You might want to dial the volume back. I'll give you a few seconds to do that here. disagree. Oh, 
Okay, we're about halfway there, you guys. And basically what just happened was, like I said, they talked about some traditionally Catholic and some Protestant as well carried into the Protestant faith traditions. They're very similar. Yes. So the demon is basically telling the priest that people must do these things to... This is my interpretation, purely my interpretation. (laughs) Basically, the demon is saying the communion rails, the kneelers, they must come. Families must pray. Churches must pray. Priests must not get married. Da-da-da-da-da. All this traditional stuff. (laughs) And so... And then at the end, like, that last little few clip there was families must pray, they must pray, they must pray. And then the priest says, and above all things, the rosary, and it screamed, yes. So essentially, this is a guidebook to thwarting off demon is playing out all of these very traditional Catholic things per the Bible Mm -hmm. and praying constantly and praying the rosary. Mm -hmm. And it said the rosary is the most, like, powerful weapon. The priest said, and above all the rosary, and it literally screamed yes, which is weird. But again, there's a whole hour 20 we're not getting of this. Yeah. But we could also look at it in the opposite way. And this is just devil's advocate, but also history advocate, because priests weren't always required to not marry. Right. They used to take wives. So maybe this is the demons forcing priests to not take wives. That's fucking true. Or maybe even saying, like, you're not doing it right. Mm-hmm. That's why we're winning. Because mm-hmm. you're taking wives and you're doing, like, mm-hmm. these things that God said no. And mm-hmm. you're doing it anyways. Which I think in a little bit, they the demon even talks about, like, against God or something like that. These things are against God. Mm-hmm. I will say... I swear to fucking everything is gonna drop and shit again. I just dropped my pen and Amanda freaked. I wasn't looking. I'm sorry. I'm fragile. I'm fragile right now. All I was gonna say is. And it's hot. It's like hell it is in here. It is hot as hell in here. Literally. <laughs> so. Two things, and this could go either way. German, incredibly harsh language, which is already kind of scary because of how intense it can be, but also... Demon. Exactly. (laughs) But also, I feel like I would be more into it if I could understand what she's saying. But that's probably also because I'm drunk and reading the subtitles is kind of hard when you're drunk. I can tell you that when I was watching this, and I was two minutes in, almost cried. And I wasn't even drunk. (laughs) Yeah, but this stuff already scares you. Yes, which is why you should have done it. But I'm just <laughs> kidding. I volunteered. I should have this time. You should have done the history part. I know. But at the same time, I want to get, like, spooked. spooked. Yeah, but that's what like, this is about. when we did the exorcism of Emily Rose, I can't believe I just said that right. <laughs> that's a hard thing to say when you've been drinking a lot of wine. True. But when we did the exorcism of Emily Rose, I literally was fucked up for, like, a week. So... We're just going to start the week over, and that'll be fine by next, what, Friday? (laughs) Okay. So, coming up, the demon says it will say no more. It fucking lied. Because there's like an hour 20 more of audio. (laughs) I think we should play just like a small clip of her normal voice at the end, by the way, because I'm I'm really interested. I'm sure you guys are interested. I will if I can find it again for sure. Okay. 
Hold on one second. So coming up, the demon says its name. Okay. Does it do the one, two, three, four, five, six? No. But I didn't get the full hour 20 in. It starts mm -hmm. with Nero. I am Nero. The third of them is what it says coming up. And so the priest, again, is just saying, give me more, give me more. Which also is a history buff. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. Like, yes, Nero wasn't the best of people, but also people in history kind of label him as a bad person when he did try to save his country. He Because, like, the whole Nero fiddled while Rome burned. They didn't even have fiddles back then. Wasn't a real thing. Okay. Was. On that note, though. Demons are fallen angels, so they were also not necessarily trying to do terrible things. It's a good point. It's a good point. This is an interesting one. We're getting history and... <laughs> <laughs> Paranormal stuff with it. I like it. I'm happy for you. <laughs> so the demon then tells the priest what will happen to the shit cassette tapes. The priest will take them to the council and they will share them. The priest says more and the demon just says, shut your mouth over and over a few times. You filthy fucking whore. Yeah. <laughs> the sisters must go on about their habits. There must be obedience their to the Pope. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then the Pope, er, blah, blah, blah. the priest says more. And he says, the pastors must preach again from the pulpit that I exist and not mislead the people. They must know the devil exists. They are not loyal to the Pope. Those up there is what it says. So we'll, we'll start there. There's one last little section after that, but we'll listen to that little section. I am Nero. That's what that was. The third of the bunch. fighting about the priest should shut his mouth. We're almost there. 
Basically, he just said that the people closest to the Pope are heretics mm -hmm. and that they serve not the Pope. Which back then we had JP2, I think, at this point. Maybe I JP1. Don't even know. Proceed. <laughs> Being a Catholic, I'm pretty sure we had JP2 at this point. Possibly JP1, but he only served like a very short amount of time. Might not have been him, might have been the guy before. But I did want to comment on two things. Mm -hmm. So, I personally don't want to get in this. If you would like to, I'm more than willing to talk about it. I just don't want to personally bring it up. We talk about paranormal stuff, so on my side is the paranormal. But what he's saying the whole time is he's egging this person, demon, on. He keeps saying more, 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 more. I want more Correct. information. Which, traditionally, exorcisms what they used to do is it's not it's not like in the movies what you see and it's one event and it's done it's more honestly like therapy they yeah. bring people back and they do it over and over again for probably about a year you know and that may be that may be why this is part one maybe this yeah. was the first session i don't know exactly so i just want to comment to anybody who's watching this or freaking out that this priest is quote-unquote egging this demon on he's actually not honestly in a religious theme he's trying to therapize that's what he's trying to do yeah he's because he keeps going okay more what else you got what else you got keep bringing it out let's get it all out let's do all of this so i did want to bring that part out so nobody freak out on catholics that they're like egging this person on i agree well to my extent of knowledge i think that you have a point because this is again only 10 minutes of audio and so the next Part two is only seven minutes. So it's weird how that's divided time-wise. Right. So it's probably, we could be totally wrong. We could be. By sessions. Yes. That's how it originally was supposed to be. Even if it's, you know, you said it could be like over a year. It could have been like a couple days, a mm -hmm. month, two months. Like she did die. Maybe he went too hard at it. Maybe he did too long of sessions. But traditionally, what exorcism in the Catholic tradition is supposed to be is multiple sessions. It's not supposed to be what you see in the movies where it's one and done and then they're fixed. They're not. They have to do this for a while, which is along with therapy. It's just religious therapy, which makes sense. You have someone in your body that is not supposed to be there and religion is trying to help it. It needs time to do that. Which is terrifying because I just want it gone. Like if, if it was me, mm -hmm. you know, like I wouldn't want to go to bed that night right. knowing that this was an ongoing process. Absolutely. That you have to get up the next day and maybe not even see the priest the next day. Maybe see them a week, a month later and do this again. No. This, that's how that happens. I would rather fucking die. Like, honestly, yes. this is my biggest fear. Yes. Ever is demon, demonic possession. Yes. Whether that, I mean, yes, I should probably more be more scared of something more realistic like nuclear war, which is up there. But that's all, like, reality here now. Nobody can refute that. Mm -hmm. This, this, mm -hmm. people debating whether or not I was possessed even after death. Mm -hmm. No fucking thank you. No. Okay. 
that's one part, which we can delve into, like, so deeply, but I'm just going to move on. The yeah. second part of this conversation that I really advise you guys to look it up because the subtitles are helping out so much. Like, yes, it's just creepy, and I'm hoping it's creeping you guys out because it's creeping me out, but the subtitles are really interesting because it's also the demon explaining that they are using Catholicism to spread their own religion. That's mm-hmm. exactly what they're saying in this subtext. Yes. They're saying, we need the Pope to go explain that demons exist, that Satan exists, that you go do this, that you do bad things, you go to hell. That's promoting their own religion using someone else's religion. That's fascinating. Which, actually, when I was reading all of this and looking this up and writing it all down to, like, talk about it, mm-hmm. was something that I was thinking. Like, they are... Possess, what if they just possess people to make sure that the fear of them yes. and going to hell and a spiritual war lives on? So yes. they use us as human beings to continue to, you know, propagate that. That literally, I I want you guys please to look it up because that's literally what it's sounding like to me. I will make sure I leave the YouTube video yeah. link on so we can't link things on instagram because it's not a good platform for it but if you go to our facebook i can leave as many links as i fucking want to Mm -hmm. i'll leave a link for it so you can go if you want to listen to it in real time and read the subtitles in real time it makes a lot more sense obviously even if it creeps you out and you don't want to listen to the creepy sounds please you guys go listen to it without the sound on if it creeps you out too much i understand but just on our religious and I guess, human standpoint, look at this because it's fascinating that they're using other religions to promote their own religion. It honestly sounds like these, okay, this is going to sound horrible because I know that Satanists aren't all evil, but I'm just going to use Satanism as a blanket term because they are promoting Satan in this video. Well, most people think that Satanists are evil Yeah, and that's not necessarily the case, but let's just say... As a Western culture, we tend to view Satanists as exactly well, you know the sound. So in of this the name. video, it sounds like they are promoting Satanism. That's what they're doing through Catholicism. Mm-hmm. That's fascinating. You guys should look into that. It's pretty cool. Yep. So there's only a few minutes left of this, so this next clip will probably finish out this part one of her exorcism audio, and then on to history. Correct. <laughs> And I have a few more audio clips, so Oh, yeah, up. we got more, you guys. It's going to be a long one. It's going to be a good one. So the priest demands the demon to keep talking in the name of the Holy Trinity a few times. So basically, in the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, in the name of Mary, I command you to tell me the truth. I command you to tell me more is what a lot of the priest is saying coming up here. The last part of the conversation that they have in this 10-minute audio that we have is actually about abortion. So I would like to add in a content warning and a trigger warning. Yeah. If this is something that bothers you, I do not recommend listening right now. I'd probably say come back in about 10 minutes if you would like to scrub through it because it is about abortion. But also it is in German, so I mean, unless you speak German. It right. might not bother you too much if you don't right. speak German. I'm just going to give you yeah. what, hap- what is being said here. So... The demon talks about, in between demands, you hear the word abortion a few times. And the demon says, it doesn't matter which month the abortion takes place. The embryos do not reach the vision of God because they're not baptized. So the priest is like, where do they go? And the demon says, 
they go to, and he can't, the demon's not producing a word. And the priest basically says, hell, they go to hell. And the demon screams, no, I will not say that filthy word. So it's heaven is the word. Fucking knew it. And he says that they ascend instead of going to hell. I fucking knew it. If a baby is unbaptized. Y'all, I believe in reincarnation. It fucking happens over and over and over again. We just keep coming back. We keep going back to the same place. So here is, we're going to play this last part. And again, this is basically the priest demanding the demon to say more. And then the demon starting to talk about abortions. So this demon really focuses on the human condition, what we've been told about the human condition and obeying God's law may not necessarily be what we think. So this is, if you believe this is a true exorcism coming from a demon, so of course we take everything with a grain of salt. It could be saying that to promote, like don't feel the bad, they're going to heaven and maybe they're not, you know. Also, really quick before we get into this, devil's advocate. <laughs> no, that's Devil's fine. advocate. Yeah. I am Catholic, but also I do understand that the Bible was written by a man. Whether it came down from God, man, man after man after man said that and words change and phrases change. And I don't believe. I'm not saying I promote abortion, but if it needs to happen, I don't believe that that soul is gone forever. I do believe it just goes up or maybe goes into another soul, another Moves body. That's just it. That's it. It just keeps going. Yeah. And so, you know, take that as you will. But this is what this, this is from the subtitles. This is from what this demon is saying. This is not made up by us. Mm-hmm. So... Do with that what you will, but this is the end of this clip. It's about two minutes long, so here we go. Thank you. 
to shut his mouth after they had talked about correct me if i'm wrong i took that as the embryos go to heaven yes i mean okay so let's just comment we're watching a youtube video that has been transcribed so of course it's probably different than what it actually is in german we always know that things aren't exactly the same it's not as beautiful or as the same nuancy right maybe different in another language but that's literally what he's saying he the priest flat out asks in one line where do the embryos go and the demon says i cannot say that filthy word and then he says to heaven and then it says yes loudly Mm -hmm. so actually you know talking about this makes me feel a little better when you break it down into actually what the demon is saying and not how it's saying it or why it's in somebody's body right let's just look at it as a conversation between a demon and a priest right nothing more not an exorcism not somebody is being tortured inside this body right nothing this is an opportunity to talk to somebody something Across division lines. Yes. Planes, exactly. I can't regularly talk to you. I'm going to use this body. Yes, yes, in a horrible way. But I'm going to use this body to talk to you for a minute. And as human beings, it's kind of hard to feel that weak, though. You know, like vulnerable. Yes, I feel horrible for Annalise. But it's fascinating on a cultural and religious standpoint what this priest found out from this creature. If it's true. It's true. Again, this is a very calculated, let's just assume that this is a true exorcism and this is a real demon. This is very calculated. Yes. It's not going to say anything that it doesn't intend on saying for most likely. That's true. From the Catholicism side of me, though, I do have to say that there are points when it doesn't want to say anything and the priest has to and all it says, it shouts is yes. That sounds to me like it's under duress and doesn't want to say heaven. True. And then it finally goes, fuck off. Yes, that's fucking it. Exactly. And that's when the audio spikes is usually when it's in protest or sounds yeah. in duress. And, you know, another thing, too, what what if the demon is saying these things? Like, everything you've been told and how to behave is fucking wrong. You don't have to adhere to this very strict guideline of God and morals. Which be- was created by man. Right. Let's be completely honest. Yeah. Even if it was originally created by God, it came down from man after man after man who probably changed words here and there. From like thousands of years ago. Things changed. It's not originally anymore what God wanted it to be. It's not. There's no way it is. Right. It's had so many iterations and a change of a period here or a colon here has changed how it means. Yes, everyone can get behind do not murder, do not steal, do not commit adultery. You know, let's just say the Ten Commandments. But the stories, I mean, I I can't even tell you how many family stories I have that have probably been exaggerated. Right. Literally, literally, exactly. It's game of telephone. Even if if God was up there telling one man to write this down, that's fine. He wrote it down exactly the same. What about the next guy who had to transcribe that? He changed something. Yeah. Another, he shortened a sentence exactly. it was long. Another point, too, is a lot of people pick, make fun of Mormons. That's mm-hmm. exactly how they got their Bible, but mm-hmm. yet they make fun of Mormons. And I understand why. Like, I get it. Right. But. Right. That's how we got the Christian Catholic Bible and the Torah as well. Literally. I will tell you, I am the... <laughs> 
I am the happiest Catholic based on tradition. I'm not saying I'm the best Catholic. I'm saying that I am a history buff and my religion is one of the longest lasting. And I'm pretty happy for that because I like history. That doesn't mean I believe every single fucking thing that they say. Mm -hmm. That means I'm happy to say I'm a Catholic because I've been that for a long fucking time in my family line. Yeah. Speaking of history real quick, let's take a break from the video. And I'm just going to go through. I just want to, I don't know if anybody knows this, but exorcism is not just a Catholic thing. It's not just a Christian thing. It's everywhere. Literally every religion that has existed has an exorcism. Mm -hmm. That should say something. Mm -hmm. That should really say something to you. When every single religion talks about this, even when everybody across the planet, people who have never talked before talk about ghosts, that means something to me. Yeah. Same thing for exorcisms. Everybody says this exists, then I believe it exists. Yeah. Which is what scares me. Exactly. So much. So I'm just going to go through some major ones. And wait, 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 real quick. I had a thought and I'm drunk and I'm going to lose it if I don't say it. Yeah. What if yeah. demons, spirits, ghosts, and this is probably a very elementary thought, but I've been drinking and so I think that it just came to me and it's profound. <laughs> <laughs> you know, what if there is one group of entities one mm -hmm. and it just manifests in whatever religion that person that they want to attack believes so it could change from a catholic demon mm -hmm. satan mm -hmm. to i mean i'm they're gonna sound incredibly ignorant but you know the muslim jewish buddhist hindu i mean like every single major religion's version of the demon what if it's just all the same entity what if it's just evil in general? There's no demon, Satan, antagonist that is specific. Just like God. God is the same thing to every religion. It just mm -hmm. has a different name. Mm -hmm. I'm sure that demons and Satan or whatever you want to call it, it's always just a balance of good and evil. Always. And it's, it comes in different forms across every religion. And if it is a living, breathing entity, it's probably just that. Uh-huh. It's probably not satan a demon or whatever it's probably just whatever you fear if you specifically are being targeted like a bogger what form is it going to take or or something like that yeah absolutely i know i keep saying this and i know it's a <laughs> i'm not gonna say stupid show but stupid show watch supernatural you guys because there is so much they have done so much background research on so much stuff yes mm -hmm. the later seasons have gotten bad but in the beginning they did a lot of fucking research and I believe you're right. There are so many things that are exactly the same. Just because it's in a different religion labeled this doesn't mean it's not a demon in Catholicism. Right. It's the same thing. Everybody's right and everybody's wrong. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And, once again, I know I watch a lot of movies, but honestly, this is because I watch movies and then it interests me and I, I research it. That's mm -hmm. what I do. And if I find out that it's right or it's close to right or it's fascinating, I keep that information and I hold on to it. Dogma is another huge one. Don't don't believe in any one religion. Have ideas. Have some faith base, but don't hold on to a religion. Not everybody is right. No one is ex is entirely right. You know what's interesting to me? I've got this article pulled up that we're going to talk about in a minute, and there's a song on the playlist, and it says, Humans are such easy prey. Huh. <laughs> it's fucking true. Yeah. It's fucking true. 
All right, so just these are very quick snippets. I'm not going to get into what they really do for exorcisms. It's just very quick because a lot of them are so similar, which honestly should also tell us something. Mm -hmm. If what they did in China when they didn't even know people in Rome who were Catholic is right. basically the same, that should say something to you. Mm -hmm. That means that these people figured out what the basis was that got rid of this. Mm -hmm. So Buddhism is the very first one I have. So a major country that has Buddhism is Tibet. And there's a national day in Tibet where people clean their houses, they eat special noodle soup, and at night they carry torches calling out words of exorcism. I mean, how is that any different than ingesting certain oils or herbs? We fucking eat black-eyed peas on New Year's Day. And saying certain things yeah. to get spirits away from you. That's the same thing. Yeah. Christianity, obviously, we this is the major one we see in horror movies. In Christianity, people use prayers, religious material, so Bibles, icons, amulets, so crucifixes, and the invocation of the Trinity to drive out the Spirit, so Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. Yeah. So we use the same thing in all of these places. We use amulets we use certain words we use certain foods in the same way how is this not real yeah hinduism names of religious texts so i'm not going to say them because i don't remember because i remember i got them in college but i forgot names of religious texts and gods are used scriptures are read out loud to exercise demons that's the same thing with reading the bible yeah. same fucking thing you guys right right islam Hands are placed on a person's head while verses from the Quran are recited and perfumes are applied to the possessed. Yeah. Judaism. A rabbi master of the Kabbalah recites Psalm 91 three times and blows a ram's horn with ten adult men circled around the individual. That's all the same You're shit. just reciting the same stuff. Mm -hmm. And then my very last one, and this was most fascinating to me. I think you'll like it. It's pretty dark. Okay. Turn it into Tina from Bob's Burgers over here. <laughs> Taoism. Chanting, physical movements, and prayer, so all things that we see in all these religions, are used to drive demons out. The exorcists will also strike themselves with sharp weapons to cause blood, then blot the blood with a tissue and put it on the doors of houses to keep evil spirits out. Put the tissues on doors? Yeah. Interesting. So they use their bodies as a sort of incense. Weapon. Perfume. Yeah. Right. How are they going to keep this demon out? What is stronger? Honestly, let's look across it. And this is keeping, yes, I love vampires, but keeping the vampire part of it out. What is the strongest thing that in human nature that we have always had? Blood. Mm -hmm. Fucking blood. Well, if you look at Christianity, you know in judaism because this is old testament body and the blood we would and, and we would smear like goat's blood yes to keep you know god from taking like in if you want to talk about like Passover. moses and the plague and, yes and you um, go to church you have communion you yes. drink the blood right. it's all about blood mm -hmm. so the fact that even the taoists are right. like okay blood blood's very important yes i don't like it I mean, okay, so I guess, you know, I've, I'm dealing with this better than I thought I would because we're Good. being so analytical about it. When that is stripped away and it is a demon that is taking over your body, mm -hmm. I, 
I can't. Like, <laughs> I, I don't know what else to say. Like, it, we're going to continue to talk about some exorcisms and hear some things. They're shorter clips. But it, it just it just scares me because mm-hmm. not everyone can be wrong. Not everyone can be right. And then they're probably in the same basket. Like, right. everybody's wrong and everybody's right. right. It's all the same thing, just with different names. Right. So... You know, like I said, if you just look at there is good and there is evil, it's going to, they're both going to come for you in different ways. Right. So. A random demon that we just saw in Annalise going to a Buddhist person. Would be the same diff- thing. Just, it would just say it. Things. It would just say it to somebody else. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. 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 Which I don't know if that makes me feel better or worse. <laughs> Honestly. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't know if, if, if evil came to me mm-hmm. right now and possessed me it would say it was pazuzu for sure because that scares me the most for sure because it's from the exorcist yep so i'm going to tell a couple exorcism stories and i'm going to do my best to make them like creepy stories but when you've had a bottle of wine <laughs> that's 10 <10%, laughs> i know i don't buy us no bitch wine <laughs> even though all wine is bitch wine <laughs> it's a little hard to enunciate so i apologize you got this. Okay. The year was 1906 to 1907. I like that it's old. Yes. I I realized that a lot of the ones I had were within the last, like, 40 years. So I tried to get some that were older because, again, exorcism goes back to the beginning of fucking time. Yes. So the place... I'm going to butcher some names here because I'm white and I live in the United States. <laughs> That's just what's going to happen. And this is in South Africa, by the way. Yes. Uh, the place was Umzinto, South Africa. One day in 1906 at Marion Hill Mission School in Omzinto, South Africa, Father Erasmus Horner came to hear a strange and troubling confession from one of the young Catholic students there. She'd made a pact with the devil. Why? Because she wasn't pretty enough. (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) That seems to be all the stupid reasons that women make pacts with the devils. Men are like power. Women are like beauty. Yep. The student was 16-year-old Clara Germana Sili. I think it's Sili in Africa, but known by the nuns as an ordinary, if somewhat unpredictable, young black girl who had been orphaned by her parents as an infant and attended the school since the age of four. While the confession was quickly forgotten, in the following weeks, Clara began engaging in erratic behavior, behavior that graduated to insane levels on August 20th, 1906, when the startled sisters at the school Witness Clara tearing at her clothes, growling like an animal, and engaging in conversation with seemingly invisible beings. At one point, she is reported to have said, Sister, please call Father. I must confess until everything. But quick, quick, or Satan will kill me. He has me in his power. Nothing blessed is with me. I have thrown away all the medals you gave me. And later, you have betrayed me. You have promised me days of glory, but now you treat me cruelly. Clara's bizarre outburst continued. Nuns reported that the girl's skin would burn where sprinkled with holy water and that she would act disturbed and lash out violently when crosses or other sacred objects entered her presence, even when they were concealed. Mm. She also reportedly developed clairvoyant powers, able to describe personal details of other people's lives that she couldn't possibly have known about otherwise. The accounts of several nuns also reported that Clara possessed the ability to speak and understand several different foreign languages to which she had never been exposed to including Polish, German, French, and several others. It was said that Clara had been endowed with superhuman strength as well, easily overpowering authority figures at the school when they attempted to restrain her. Another seemingly far-fetched assertion 
from many witnesses was that Clara began levitating up to five feet in the air on a regular basis. Just on a regular basis is fine. Uh, It's okay, it's okay. Her clothes sticking to her body as if they had to manage to defy the laws of gravity. It was claimed that only after being sprinkled with holy water could she be brought back down, during which time she would also temporarily snap out of her possessed state. Most outlandish of all were the claims that the young woman had the ability to transfer into a sort of snake-like creature, her body becoming as flexible as rubber as she slithered across the floor. Ew, God, I'm picturing that and I'm freaking out. Somebody make this a movie. Ugh, don't make that a movie, please, God. <laughs> At one point, she was said to have bitten and done on the arm and left puncture marks like those of a serpent's fangs. After it was determined that Clara met the criteria for demonic possession, her confessor, Father Horner, and another priest, Reverend Mansuidi, were cleared to perform an exorcism on the girl. On September 11th, 1906, the ritual was performed, lasting from the early morning hours until noon, and picked up again at 3 p.m. and continuing on to the next night. Among other bizarre and violent behaviors, Clara allegedly knocked a holy Bible from one of the priest's hands and attempted to strangle him with his stole. The next morning, the rites were administered once again, with the possessing demon supposedly departing Clara's body after telling the priest he would signal his exit by an act of levitation, which occurred in front of an audience of around 170 people in the mission chapel. The priests then asserted that Clara had been cleared of the devil's influence. However, in January of 1907... So the next year, or was that near months? That was the next... Eh, it was a couple months, yeah. Okay. In January 1907, Clara claimed to have made another pact with the devil. Why the fuck would she keep doing that shit? It must have been awesome. (laughs) (laughs) And another exorcism was reportedly performed that lasted for two days. After the demon departed for the second time, witnesses reported that the air became filled with an overpoweringly foul smell. That was the last time any supernatural disturbances were reported in the case of Clara Seeley. And there is no record available as to what became of her, her following her bizarre ordeal. Probably she did it again and the demon actually got her. Fucking okay. okay. I have... Are you going to make a pact with the devil? No. Well, no. <laughs> well, no. If he was like, I will unpossess you if you become a demon and possess other people, I'd be like, okay. <laughs> what if he was like... I'll make you guys famous on your podcast. If I could quit my nine to, or eight to five and stay at home with my dogs, I would probably make a new pact. <laughs> now, Satan, don't take that as formality. That's a joke on the podcast. Don't you possess me. <laughs> Unless I can stay home with my dogs. No, God, no. I'm saging on Sunday. You stay away. <laughs> you stay away. Back off. So, this is the oldest one I have, and it is from 1787. I'm so excited. I love old crap. (laughs) (laughs) I love old shit. (laughs) This is not very long, and then we're going to get into the last ones that I have that actually have audio. After some history stuff. After some history stuff. I'm sorry this one is so long, but it's long because this is cool. one of the most culturally prominent things that we've done so far, and also my biggest fear. George Lukens, 44 years old, lived in the village of Yaton, or Yatin, depending on how white you are, <laughs> located outside of Bristol when the possession began. So pretty white. Yep. <laughs> George, 
a tailor, had been heard making strange noises often described as inhuman, and a neighbor, Sarah Barber, confided in the local clergy about Mr. Lukens when doctors believed they could not help him, but affirmed to his overall good and caring nature. But before an exorcism would take place, he turned to the medical world for help. He had been known for the last two decades before the exorcism to go into fits of rage and panics, suddenly and out of nowhere. Me. <laughs> Mostly with the panic. <laughs> Less with the rage. Yes. Doctors everywhere attempted to help the man, and after a long 18-month stay at St. George's Hospital, all declared him incurable. The local community began to gossip and believed him to be bewitched or cursed. Eventually, George himself declared that he was possessed by at least seven demonic beings. Ew. Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, Easter Book, excuse me, got involved and contacted other Methodist ministers in the area, of which Reverend John Wesley and Reverend John Walton, along with others, agreed to assist. Real quick, John Wesley is, I was raised Methodist. That is our dude. Oh, really? Yeah, he is, was like one of the first, if not the first founders of the Methodist church. That's fascinating. John Wesley's teachings are in all of my, like when I did confirmation, it was all on John Wesley's teachings. I love that because that's the first time I've really heard, I mean, you're just Christian, which I'm just Christian. Protestant. That's the first time I've heard our religions differing and having different people. That's Mm -hmm. really cool. John Wesley is Methodist man. Okay. So that's, it's very interesting to me. Interesting. Okay. That's cool. Yep. So this next quote is from Reverend John Walton who assisted with the exorcism. Some time ago, I had a letter requesting me to make one of the seven ministers to pray over George Lukens. I cried out before God, Lord, I am not fit for such work. I have not faith to encounter a demoniac. It was powerfully applied. God in this thy might. The day before we were to meet, I went to see him and found such faith that I could then encounter the seven devils which he had that which he said tormented him. I did not doubt that deliverance would come. Suffice to say, when we met, the Lord heard prayer and delivered the poor man. A detailed record was actually kept of the exorcism itself and published to the Bristol Gazette. In the report, George Lukens claimed that he was the devil himself, made strange noises, sang an inverted version of Te Deum, and was violent. Witnesses and assistants to the exorcism and Reverend Joseph Easterbrook, Reverend John Broadbent, Reverend John Walton, Reverend Jeremiah Brettel, Reverend Benjamin Rhodes, Reverend Thomas McGeary, Reverend William Hunt, J. Westcott, J. Lard, T. Delvries. Oh, there are like a billion of them. And like four more. <laughs> the Methodist exorcism, again, which is why I pulled this. Yeah. Because I am Methodist. Which is cool. The Methodist exorcism ceremony resembles the Catholic rite in many ways. The ritual consists of adjurations and commands for the demon to depart. These commands are accompanied by prayers and hymns. Ironically for this case, all these rituals were expressly rejected by the Church of England as well as the other Protestant denominations. The deliverance concluded when the demons were cast out using the the Trinity formula. The clergyman commanded the demons to return to hell, and George Lukinson exclaimed, Blessed Jesus, praised God, recited the Lord's Prayer, and then thanked the Methodist and Anglican clergymen. Reverend Easterbrook, when recording the events under the patronage of Reverend John Wesley, stated the account 
would be doubted in this modern era of skepticism, but pointed to the scriptures and other authentic history of ancient as well as modern times to betray what he felt was a valid case of demonic possession. An article in the Gentleman's Magazine and Historical Chronicle criticized the account, stating that Lucan's actually suffered from epilepsy and St. Vitus's dance. Dr. Ferrier, a medical demonologist, criticized Lucan's as an imposter masquerading as a demon- <laughs> demoniac. Nevertheless, after the exorcism, Lucan's was described as calm and happy. Following this case, several pieces of literature were printed on George, thus popularizing this age of diabolical possession and deliverance, despite the original design to keep the case a secret. And the last bit of information, the exorcism was performed on Friday, June 13th, <laughs> 1787. I love that. The original Friday the 13th. <laughs> that makes me so happy. It's also interesting that even in the 1770s, we're like, nobody's going to believe this is exorcism yeah. in this era of modern science. That's fascinating. Yeah. Because even, I'm like, yeah, back then, of course they believed that it was possession. Exor- yeah, and it needed Why an wouldn't they? But then they didn't. They mm-hmm. were like, N-, or they did. But they were like, no one else is going to. Exactly. Okay, so the next thing I have for you guys is more history. I mean, that's all we do. I do history stuff. She does creepy actual stories. (laughs) And this, usually I put it in my own words, but this time, I'm sorry, you guys, what they wrote was way better. So I took it from ancientorigins.net, news slash mysterious slash phenomenon, if anybody wants to look it up. So I'm starting from the beginning. Honestly, exorcisms have been around since the beginning. So I've already told you guys. When we were dropped off by the aliens. I was going to say, I've already told you guys. (laughs) I believe in the ancient alien stuff. You already know that. Which goes back to Mesopotamia, Babylonia, Assyrian. Aztecs. All of that shit. And that's how long ago exorcism stuff is. So I'm just going to read this because it's really fucking fascinating. In ancient Mesopotamia, it was believed that all forms of sickness came from the powerful spirits entering a person's body and attaching to a person. Assyrian tablets make reference to the use of incarnations and prayers to the gods, as well as direct challenges to demons, which were believed to inflict every type of disease, both physical and psychological. Ancient Babylonian priests performed rituals by destroying a clay or wax image of a demon. So we're going all the way back. This is how way back when we dealt with demons, which honestly is pretty similar. Like the Babylonian thing, yes, we're still going backwards, but if anybody has watched The Exorcist, there is a clay thing of Pazuzu. Literally found in Iraq, yes. Yes. In the Hindu religion, the ancient texts known as the Vedas, which were composed around 1000 BC, refer to evil beings that interfere in the work of Hindu gods and harm the living. Accounts from ancient Persia, dating back to around 600 BC, offer evidence of exorcism using prayer, ritual, and holy water by the religious leader Zoroaster, who was considered the first magician and who founded the religion Zoroasterism. So that was actually the first monotheism. This is when we didn't have multiple gods. Was all the way back to the Persian Empire. And he did the same thing we do now. Holy water. Mm. In Christianity, there are many references to Jesus performing exorcisms, and the ability to cast out evil spirits was a sign of true discipline. In one well-known story, Jesus encountered a madman and condemned 
and that the foul spirits leave him. The spirits then entered into a herd of pigs, which ran over a cliff and drowned in the waters below. You can read that in the Bible. That's a thing. Mm -hmm. In the Middle Ages, we saw a revival of ancient superstition and mythology, and mental illness was seen to be the result of evil possession. The barbaric treatment of mental illness was primarily left to the clergy who exercised patients through a variety of techniques which caused physical pain, such as scourging, which is when they would just whip you or things like that. Again, which makes me feel a little bit better about, like, being possessed after we talk about this. (laughs) If it makes you feel better, that it's been around forever. It does make me feel a little better because in this age of, like, where movies are so, like, in your face, Mm -hmm. you know, I just think that there is comfort in the entire world and every single era experiencing the same thing it's been around forever yeah it's been around i mean the beginning of our timeline that we really know as civilization we don't know about cavemen maybe they also got possessed who know who knows but back to mesopotamia the beginning of what we know people were possessed yeah and they dealt with it somehow right so what i'm hearing is what what also makes me feel better is if i ever became possessed there would be a million different ways to cast it out Yes, I mean, honestly, I have to look at the fact that we have historians that have researched this stuff and written it down. Mm-hmm. It exists somewhere. Yeah. Even if you may not fit into the mold of a of a Catholic exorcism, mm-hmm. doesn't mean maybe a Mesopotamian one or a Babylonian <laughs> one won't fit you if you can track it down. Right. So this next one I do have audio for. It may be a little bit edited because it is an ABC program, which is now owned by Disney, which is now taking down everybody. So you may only hear weird chunks of this, and that's because we're trying not to get copyrights. One of the first, but really the first wide stream on a cable network, televised exorcism. There's also one on NBC, if anyone is interested. Yes, there is. From 1971? Yes, I I have that one too. This one, the one from the 70s, you literally just can't understand what they're saying because it has not translated well to YouTube. It's really bad. The audio is real bad, you guys. So I'm leaving that one out of this, but there is one, if you want to see a televised exorcism from the 70s, it just absolutely would not translate to this episode. (laughs) I tried. So this one is actually from 1991 and it was aired by ABC and it shows a real exorcism from 1990. So I'm going to tell you about Miss Gina real quick. And then I will play it. This is the one I talked about last time. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Gina was a teenager in Florida that was exhibiting crude, lewd, violent, unusual behavior. So she was a teenager. Got it, okay. Basically. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like the ex- the last exorcism where they have like a teenager that's like very good and pure. And then she hits teenage years and everyone's like, well, she's just a teenager. Or is she actually fucking possessed? But right. then she's like up on the ceiling and stuff. And that's Ew, very that is not teenager yeah. behavior. No, no, no. Not that movie. But the Archbishop of New York and the Vatican approved this exorcism. So it went far. I mean, it got all the way to New York. Not only that, but ABC fucking televised this. And we will put in the audio. After the exorcism, Gina initially felt okay. But that night, the voices returned. Ew. And the priest then exorcised the house. But when the voices continued, they took Gina to a conventional hospital. And she seemed to do better on antipsychotic medication. You were born in 92? I was born in 1992. Okay, so yes. this was at least when I was alive, which is kind of cool and scary. I feel like you're being an ageist right now. I'm just being kidding. Ageist. I, yes, I was not alive yet. No. I wonder if my parents would, or my mother would remember this. Hmm. 
Okay, I'm gonna play this pretty much all the way through. And so basically what they're doing is this exorcism. It's only like seven minutes, you guys. A psychiatrist who had worked with this girl said he was convinced she was psychotic, not necessarily possessed. How do you explain the difference? Well, I, one of the basic you know, questions I would have to ask is whether the psychiatrist believes that possession is possible. And merely because it's psychotic doesn't necessarily exclude um, the, the presence of demons. Because the question I always ask them, I said, all right, you've explained it this far, but now what? What's <laughs> after that? It's still happening. And they can't answer it. I would just like to mention there is video with this, not just audio. So if you hear me talk in the background, I'm freaking out. An exorcism. Holy Lord. It begins. You have sent your only son into this world in order that you might cross this royal line. Father A. reads the sacred Roman Catholic rite of exorcism. Throw your terror, Lord, over the beast who is destroying what belongs to you. The prayers from the book he holds have remained virtually unchanged since the Renaissance. Obey me in everything, although I am an unworthy servant of God. Do no damage to this person or to any of the people in this house. Lord Jesus Christ, send your Holy Spirit into our hearts. Send your Holy Spirit into our lives, Lord. Lord Jesus Christ, Lord, living God. I now exercise your most unclean spirit. You gave power to your apostles to pass through dangers unharmed. I'm with the power of your Holy Spirit. I can attack your evil spirit in confidence and security. It's like a surgeon going in, trying to probe. You're trying to surgically lay bare what is there. And you get to the core of what you're looking for. I therefore enjoy oh, every no. unclean spirit, Gina. each devil, no. each part of Satan. As the prayers intensify, so do Gina's physical reactions. The team's doctor ties her arms and legs to the chair. Fear and fight at the name of our Lord. Objection of the demons. It also could be a prelude to levitation. The rising up off the ground. If she weren't being held down, the resistance could be such that she would rise up off the floor and go to the ceiling where nobody could touch her. That is your lot, MPS1, because you are the prince of cursed homicides, master of the most evil actions, teacher of heretics, the inventor of all obscenity. Go out, therefore, MPS1. Now we're heading into the class, into what we call the confrontation stage, where we're crashing together. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. I was seeing a 16-year-old little girl, you know, uh, being screamed at, yelled at, you know, and then I had to fight with myself and say, wait a minute, you know, there's something more happening here. Having been involved in, in similar situations, I know the reality of evil. When I glanced from the book and looked into her face, you could see the hatred was so intense. At times, it's very nerve-wracking to see that that look glaring at you, knowing that the evil that's present hates you so much. It's it's a frightening moment. Father LeBar voices the prayers word for word 
and generated before all time. Watching Father A closely for signs of weakening. I felt the power of God. I also felt the power of evil. In every single case I've had to deal, I've had to confront fear in terms of the evil. Gina seems to switch uncontrollably between personalities. The exorcism sometimes can go wrong if the priest was performing it suddenly becomes over-compassionate or over-caring and decides that maybe the devil should bother him instead of the person. And then the whole thing could collapse. For a moment it started to happen, but then I caught myself and started all over. Jesus Christ commands you, you must leave. So is a spirit of confusion, so is a spirit of fear. It makes you think that things are happening to your body. The rite of exorcism continues without let-up for several excruciating hours. As Father A reaches the final stage, when he says Zion, Minga, and the other diabolical influences must leave her. Zion, leave now. Gina becomes complacent, ready to obey the commands of the exorcist. Or you experience the fire of the hell. Zion, leave now. In the name of Jesus Christ, I command any other spirits that are present in Gina to speak out now and reveal themselves. Minga has to go now. The cross compels you. The spirit of lust, that spirit of lust must leave Gina. I command you to depart now, to leave our sister alone forever, and never to return to her or to anyone else on this earth. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Gina, kiss the cross of Christ. Mom's gonna take you home. You gotta relax. Okay. Okay. So again, that was the exorcism of 16-year-old Gina in Florida in 1990, aired in 1991. Mm -hmm. There is a lot of debate about this one because, like I said before, it didn't really stop, and she was taken to a hospital and put on antipsychotic medication afterwards, and seemed to do okay. Mm-hmm. And so that brings in a conversation that is kind of difficult to have, especially talking about this stuff. Is I beg you, yeah, beg you, if I ever say I'm possessed, mm-hmm. do both. <laughs> get me an exorcist. Get me medication. Mm-hmm. You know, like I, yeah. If you don't know which is which, don't just send me to a psychiatrist. Yeah, definitely. Because I think one of the scariest things, and I'm not going to get into, like, schizophrenia. And, and, you know, yes, that can onset later in life, you know, in college. and Yeah. But if somebody truly thinks they're possessed, even if it's not true, wouldn't an exorcism help them? Honestly. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It That's the debate is religion. And that's the debate. Once again, please listen to our episode later on in the month about exorcism Emily Rose. That's also what they talk about mm-hmm. is that she's religious and religion helps her. Exactly. So would that not like the mind is one of the most powerful yes. things and not to get too personal, but I've been, and you can attest to this really sick recently. I can. I was actually honestly going to ask you to share really sick recently. Yeah. To where I have been to the emergency room. I have been to my primary care provider. I have been like crying and begging. Begging for someone to figure it out. Right. 
what is wrong with me? What pill can I take to right. fix me? And so I had all this these blood tests run because I'm vegetarian, vegan. Like I say vegetarian, vegan because at this point that we're recording this, I'm kind of transitioning to, to vegan from mm-hmm. vegetarian. And so my PCP was like, I'm really concerned about your iron levels, you know, because right. vegetarians and vegans typically do not get enough iron, which isn't true if you're eating the right. But you also hate vegetables. I fucking hate vegetables. <laughs> <laughs> so, especially like broccoli and the ones that are high yeah, in iron. In iron. Yeah. So I was like, okay, a deficiency that would be great because mm-hmm. I know you could fix that. Yeah, my blood panel it's came not back. Something yeah, with your brain. Exactly, my blood panel came back perfect. Mm-hmm. I went to the emergency room. Heart came back perfect. Right. All major muscles and organs functioning at a hundred percent. Like right. everything came back perfectly normal. Right. And I just sobbed. Yeah. I wanted so desperately for something to come up on a black and white test Mm -hmm. to be wrong with me and both my pcp and the er doctor said your stress and anxiety is so high that your body isn't functioning anymore like it should right and that is more terrifying to me than anything short of cancer honestly than being anemic or something like that where you can take care of it Mm -hmm. easy I mean, you can take care of anxiety, but it's a hell of a lot harder than taking a pill for iron. It's a lot harder to fix your brain than it is to fix your body. Yeah. I mean, I know they're all one and the same, but we typically separate the mind from the body. Yeah. So now I'm kind of on this journey of, and to, just to be completely open and honest, of a new therapist and maybe exploring anxiety medication and, right. and being very open and honest about my mental health because it's not very good. Which I think we can all relate to, to some extent. Definitely. Whether it be anxiety or depression or anything else that you may be struggling with. But for these people to, whether they are or not believe they are possessed, their body will respond. Mm-hmm. Period. Mm-hmm. I mean, I couldn't eat. All I could do was sleep. I couldn't function. I felt like I was going to pass out. And if the literal feeling of being dizzy and passing out is just anxiety, imagine what truly 100% in your brain thinking you are being possessed and hijacked will do to you people talk about the power of the mind being so important and you talked about the negative aspect i'm going to talk about the positive one for a second i'm not saying that i have thwarted all sickness because that's not even possible but i have been not been sick for more than a year now and i honestly think that is the power of positivity on that right i think i may be getting cold my throat may hurt i'm like no i'm not that's not even i'm not getting sick i'm fine help your immune system out yes by telling it it's fine exactly and i feel like if i did the opposite if i was like oh god i'm sick i would be sick and i think that's why i felt bad for so long because i woke up and i'm like i'm so scared of feeling ill today yes absolutely whether and and again positivity is awesome but if you're too weak Mm -hmm. to do that yeah you need help And it's not your fault. No. This is taking a weird turn. But like... (laughs) Yes, it is. But it's not. You're right. It's not your fault. Yeah. And same thing with these people that believe they're possessed or are possessed. And that's the thing. Like, I don't think if you told me tomorrow, I think that I'm being visited by a spirit or that I am possessed or in the process of being possessed, I wouldn't be like, you're crazy. Let's lock you up. I'd be like, fuck, what do you need? Right. You know? Exactly. So I think that that is just as big of a part as any exorcism is 
the actual exorcism is, you know. You're completely correct. And what if, you're right, what if she actually is possessed and all they did is lock her in that brain with medication? That's the most terrifying part of demonic possession, in my opinion. Because demons, if if they are a thing, mm-hmm. or if we're just going to believe there's evil and good in whatever form, and let's just say that right now it's demons, they know that. Yes. Once They're again. They're going to use that against yes. people. Please listen to our Exorcism Emily Rose video because we talk about it in that. Mm -hmm. That's what they think happened to Annalise Michael or Emily Rose. Right. Because they thought that she had epilepsy and they gave her all this medication and then it messed up. It locked her in her possession. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yes. So this one kind of goes on the back of mental illness. This next one that I'm going to talk about. Okay. Actually, the last two. I only have two more. Okay. happened within the last 20 years. Okay. Actually, within the last, like, 15 years. Ew. It's not like yeah. this has gone away. It's not something you only see in the movies from the 70s. The most recent one I have is 2015. It's happening, you guys. That was when I met you. Huh. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm sure it happens every day. The Tanasu exorcism. The case of Maurice... Tanasu. Tanasu. Is that is American? That's Romanian. Okay. Cool. The case of... Marisica. In January 2005, a 23-year-old woman with a troubled past and a family history moved to the Tanasu Monastery to become a nun. She grew up in an orphanage after her father's suicide. Just okay, to give you so some we already backstory. have some mental yes. illness. Yes, correct. Quickly after moving to the monastery, she became unhinged and started giggling during mass. Ew. Okay. She was treated as a schizophrenic for two weeks and then returned to the monastery for care. Because friends never saw any signs of mental illness, because her brother said he actually saw Satan go into her, and because of her own belief that she was possessed by a demon or demons, the church took the exorcism route. Yeah, damn straight. The father of the monastery said, You can't take the devil out of people with pills. Yeah. Nuns bound her hands and feet and locked her in her room. A few days later, they chained her to a cross with her arms stretched out. What the fuck, man? The nuns later reported that she begged to be tied up and helped. She said, tie me up and help me, please. She was kept like that for three days with a towel in her mouth frequently anointed by holy water on her forehead, her appendages, and on her lips. The only water she got over those three days was the holy water they would put on her lips. Just keep that in mind. The father deemed that they had cured her, and after those three days, they gave her food, they gave her bread and tea, and soon after eating, she passed out. Her pulse was weakened, so they called an ambulance. She died before she got to the hospital. The priest and nuns were charged with crimes around her death in 2007. But here's the kicker. Okay. In 2014, it was discovered after her body was exhumed by the medical examiner. She actually died of an adrenaline overdose because she was given six adrenaline shots in the ambulance to try to get her pulse up. Holy fucking shit. Yeah, the original cause of death was dehydration and exhaustion. But she died of heart attack. Yep, it was an adrenaline overdose. 
when they were lowering her body into the ground, allegedly there was no thunderstorm, no nothing, but thunder boomed. Mm-mm. Still to this day, that town in Romania and the surroundings still believe she was possessed. They do not believe that she was killed by the exorcism itself. Mm-hmm. They believe that she was possessed. And there are two movies about this case. Really? Yep. What are they? There was a movie released in 2012 called Beyond the Hills. And there was a movie released in 2017 called The Crucifixion, both about this case. We need to watch those. There's also a novel written in 2012 that the 2014 movie was based on. Fucking A, people were pissed off or, about this. Or excuse me. There was a novel written before the 2012 movie. Her, yeah, so... But the thing is, like, the 2012 Beyond the Hills, that was created before they even had exhumed her body. Hmm. So the crucifixion in 2016, that came out after everything was known, which is interesting. We need to watch those. I agree. You guys should watch those. But I thought that was interesting because those were two you didn't have on your list. I didn't. I didn't have either on my list. But honestly, that was because I had the major ones that everybody already knows about anyway. Yeah, exactly. Please get on Wikipedia. There's 56 of them. If you want to know. <laughs> this, what I'm ending with, with history is actually recent history. And it's just really quick. And honestly, it's about Catholicism because it fascinates me because it's my religion. So this is about Pope Francis, which I will just say, I think he's pretty amazing. The things that he's doing, he's allowing... I mean, we're getting off it for a second, but he's allowing birth control and things like that that Catholicism haven't allowed for ever. Centuries. <laughs> ever. Yeah. And he's allowing this stuff now. And the coolest thing is he's not only looking at new, new, I say new, but I mean, birth control has been around for a while now, but new technology, but also old technology. And I say old technology because of exorcisms. He's actually really into that information. So... And this article was written in 2014, so we're just going to go back to that time frame. Just last month, the 9th Annual Exorcism and Prayer for Liberation Conference took place in Rome. Over 200 attendees came from around the world to learn about a multidisciplinary method to performing the ritual. So he invited people to go to Rome to learn how to be exorcists. In attendance were not only priests, but also doctors and criminologists. Currently, there are 250 priests in Italy that are authorized to perform exorcisms, but the church would like to train several more because Pope Francis's strong belief in Satan. So, off topic first, or not off topic, but off this article yeah. for a second. Pope Francis strongly believes that Satan is a thing. It's not just a word that we use. He is around. He is causing problems, and people need exorcists around. So he is training more of them actively i would like to divert real quick we know a vatican ordained exorcist we do but we can't talk about him we can't i wish we had brought him on this honestly so he is just acting asking more and more people to become exorcists pope francis who currently resides as the bishop of rome which we know as the pope same Mm -hmm. thing has centered on the devil in many of his teachings over the past year Many believe that he has been more focused on the paranormal forces of the devil than any other pope since the 70s, which the 70s, that's JP2. That's what we talked about before, when I was like, that must be JP2? Yeah. Okay. It was speculated that he performed a public exorcism in St. Peter's Square last May when he placed his hands over a man and recited a prayer. His papacy has led to the resurgence of the exorcism ritual and the number of trained exorcists in each diocese. 
I think that's great because I would never, like we just talked about, tell someone that thought they were possessed that you're fucking crazy. Absolutely not. I think that it's important, especially as who, at least in Western culture, is the biggest, like, exorcism. You know, we know when we think of exorcism, it's very synonymous with Catholics, even though that's not necessarily true. Yes. To give back to Catholicism and say, yes, your beliefs are not stupid just because we're in a very, you know, we're in the age of science. You want to know what's most important to me out of that whole context right there? And this is something I know because I'm Catholic. He's Argentinian. Like, he was a priest from Argentina. He's not from Europe, where all this stuff is, where we just heard about the Romanian exorcism, and we hear about Catholicism and Rome and Ireland and all of that stuff in Europe. He is from so far away from all that bullshit, and he still believes in it, and it's very important. To segue... Mm -hmm. The last exorcism I have is from 2015, mm-hmm. done in Argentina. <laughs> That's a good job. Yeah. That was not planned. That wasn't, you nope. guys. That was a good one. This is the exorcism of Laura. We only know her as Laura. I'm going to okay. read about her, and then we have about four minutes of audio to wrap this up. Ooh, more audio. Okay. The most unfortunate part about me researching this is there's a screenshot of her face. Mm. And I also would like to mention, even the last audio clip we played of Gina... I will say there's no way these people can purposefully dilate their eyes. Mm. We do eyeballs. I do eyeballs. Maybe the mind can if they're that far into it, but they truly have to believe they're possessed for their eyes to dilate. And t- I'm sorry. Look at it. Tell me those pupils aren't fucking I blown. Eyes. Why are you making them look? I know, but look at There's a, <laughs> on this article, there is a screen grab from this exorcism where this woman is maniacally, or this demon, staring into the camera, and those pupils are fucking blown. Mm-hmm. Those are they dilated are. to like an eight. They and are. they only go up to nine. <laughs> nine is the size of the iris. Mm. So, would just like to throw that out there. The 22-year-old woman, identified only as Laura, writhes on the ground and bangs her head on the floor while being restrained by two women. The footage from Argentina shows Bishop Manuel Acuna, 52, ordering the demon to leave her body. She screams no, and one of the women calls one of the women holding her down a whore. Bishops told people who had gathered at Lutheran Charismatic Church in Buenos Aires, the demon exists. He's not an idea. He's not a theory. He's not something abstract. The devil is a personality and therefore has a strategy. We are talking about something terrifying, a fallen angel. The devil is not a metaphor. The devil is something real that Jesus Christ himself faced. The devil looks for the perdition of the human being, and for this, he will use any possible evil instrument. The exorcism comes to an end as she suddenly gives a strangled cry And Luke closes her eyes and falls backwards, exhausted, wiping away tears as the priest once again makes the sign of the cross over her body. The bishop said, thank God, we've recovered a daughter of God. You haven't seen a major exorcism. This was a group of demons similar to the ones that Jesus faced. Her delivery is God's gift for us today. Here is about a four minute clip of audio for you. Thank you. 
just test her guys and again and again <laughs> fucking eyes bro they're so dilated they're literally also pressing on her stomach to like force this thing out and then they keep turning on her side like she's gonna throw up yeah i'm assuming they're trying to make her throw it up that would be my assumption too There are six people on the ground with her, too. Holding her down. Holding. Look at her eyes, bro. Mm. Yeah, they're holding a cloth to her while they have her on her side like she's going to throw up. she passed out yep and they're wiping her face and she's got her eyes closed and it's totally quiet this is definitely the most involved intense exorcism out of them mm -hmm. well that we've seen honestly we haven't seen the i mean out of video. the three that that's true we saw true. audio we don't know what happened to annalise honestly so basically what I gathered is exorcism is a lot of screaming and then screaming back and then screaming and then screaming back and then screaming and then screaming back. <laughs> but I mean, there is definitely like you could see in that and the previous one, that is a lot of acting for attention if that's what it is. Like that's a lot of effort. Yeah. I don't, I wouldn't want to. I feel no. like leave me alone. Yeah. I mean, this this last one that we just listened to, I know it was muffled, but the audio and video wasn't, like, super great quality, even though it was 2015. Mm -hmm. It was just, I mean, I don't know why. I know there are pretty severe mental illnesses that, that you know. That need attention like that. Exactly. But I just, like, that was so intense. And the physical responses that you can see that the, her body is giving off yeah. is very intense. And if that is a mental illness, then it needs to be, maybe an exorcism is one of the 
treatment methods, to Definitely. be quite honest. Definitely. We completely burned our candles out. And we're very drunk. And it's fucking hot in here. Dude, I'm so sweaty. Me too. And I'm so glad this is over. I actually did not, <laughs> I, as I drank more, I got a little bit better about thinking about it more subjectively or objectively, I guess, if you will, too. Because I, I guess I was just, you know how drinking can either exacerbate or Make you minimize. Yeah, I think it minimized. Because just when I was doing the research, the Annalise thing, if we had dwelled on that more, I think we could do a whole episode just about that. For sure. I almost thought about that for a second. I was like, we should have an Annalise episode. Yeah, because, I mean, an hour and a half of audio. I mean, maybe we wouldn't don't go through all of it, but it's, that is yeah. one of the best documented exorcisms in history. We're sitting at two hours right now. You yeah. guys, it'll be cut down, but... Uh... That's not how as long much we've as you think sitting in here yeah but it's just like we knew this episode was going to be what it was because it's my greatest fear yeah and it is so culturally just it's like aliens like every single fucking culture from the beginning of time and how do you exorcisms. ignore that it's not crazy it's no. not hokey it no. is prominent it is still very real in whatever respect you choose to believe it is whether you think that that's because we as humans make up this good and evil dynamic so that we can get through life Mm -hmm. and give things that don't make sense to us an excuse that's fine Mm -hmm. but it still exists i mean we've learned quite a bit about mental health but it still hasn't gone away Sounds to me like it's still needed. The biggest reason that I was so upset that it may actually be my stress is because we haven't quite figured out how to just take a pill and cure that. It's a whole process of therapy and trying different things. And it's not like with, you know, well, you know, you could probably take an 81 milligram baby aspirin and prevent a heart attack for the most part, you know. Could you imagine a being actually going inside your body or your brain and causing you to do things or say things? Have constant nightmares. I don't think you could just take a pill to fix that. No. I think that religion has its place in the world at whatever capacity you choose to believe that. And and in whatever capacity you choose to believe that, that's the power that it has over you. Definitely. So if, if, you know, and what's weird is I am more scared of demons than I believe in God. (laughs) that's interesting to me like what's really cool for me is i believe in the history aspect of it like i believe in this stuff more the fact that it exists all throughout history has existed forever and will continue to exist forever i believe in that because of that fact alone right i don't need to believe in the fact because i'm i'm because i'm catholic it has to exist no right well you'd be naive to say it's only this type of exorcism. It's only this type of evil. It's only Catholic. It's only method. Whatever the case may be. Exactly. Because then you're choosing to ignore millions of years worth of history. Exactly. Longer than Catholicism has been around, we've had exorcisms. Yes. So. Literally. Which is both comforting and terrifying. <laughs> yeah. True. Well, if you listened all the way through. Thank you. We hope that you enjoyed it. We hope that it creeped you out. But we also hope that it was educational interesting comforting scary whatever i don't know i don't know we drink and we just do stuff nothing is planned nothing is scripted no so again we hope you enjoy it and thank you guys so much for hanging out with us this is one of my favorite things that we do because we just get to cut loose and talk about scary shit and it's outside of the boundaries of a script Mm -hmm. and so i mean maybe not next year because we have a special little segment that we're doing next year that's going to take up a lot of time but you know, if this is something that is more interesting to you or 
you want more of, then let, let us, us know. know. Please. We do this for us, but we also do this to be entertaining, obviously, at least to some extent. And so if there's something that you would like talked about, maybe we have it on our schedule. Yeah. It may be coming or maybe we haven't thought of it yet. So please. We may go, oh my God. Yeah. We need to do that. And so when I plug our socials, of course, we would love followers, but more than anything, we want we would love engagement to hear from you as a listener. So please hit us up on Facebook and Instagram. You can find us at the Extra Sisters podcast. You can find us on Twitter at the Extra Sisters. Feel free to email us anything at all. Keep it nice ish. But <laughs> hit us up at the Extra Sisters at gmail.com and you can find all of our podcast episodes, blog posts, what's going on in horror, what we're doing this month. Other haunted happy hours. On our website at extrasisters.com. And until next time, stay creepy. <laughs>